You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. This is episode number 147 of East Central Indiana's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis. Today's episode features the return of our state legislator, Mr. Tom Saunders. Tom, this is the third time that he's been on. He represents District Number 54 as a Republican. And uh, we are going to be talking to Tom about all five bills that he filed during this uh, current legislative session. Uh, we will also be talking to Tom about a... a uh, firearms bill that was filed in the Senate, Senate Bill 203, that has a lot of similarities to the one that was uh, just being protested in the state of Virginia. And uh, what to see is uh, is uh, going to happen with that. So make sure you stick around to the end. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we will provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. And one of these days, I'm going to learn that, and I won't have to look it up. About two years into having the same so. script, and I don't have it. And you don't have it memorized either, so I, I kind of no. do blame you a little bit. Well, mine, mine's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> the only part of mine that is written down is today's episode features, <laughs> and then I wing it. And then, and then it's just whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sometimes I think about it beforehand. Other times I'm like, Tom's coming on. Everyone <laughs> uh, knows Tom. Yeah, yeah. So... That's it. This one will be easier, but we have some folks to thank before we get uh, the show rolling here. We have to thank the people who support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash boss hog of Liberty is where you can support us monthly. That's how we pay for the studio that we're sitting in right now. That's how we keep the heat on um, and all of the lights on as well. Um, you can sign up at any level. The levels start at $5 a month and you get access to a Facebook group, um, a bonus episode that we record that's about 20 minutes long with our guest every week. You also get access to show notes before the show uh, starts and goes on Facebook. Um, all kinds of really cool things. Yeah. Some of them you get, uh, you'll get a sticker, but we ran out of stickers. So the people who've signed stickers up, stickers are ordered. Yeah. There, there was, there was a conversation about They'll be that here this in like week. three days and then we can send the people who are owed those in, to yeah. them in the mail. We'll get everybody new stickers again. If you sign up at $50 or more a month, then we promise to give you a shout out at the front of every show. Those folks are Jonathan Phillips, Craig DaCosta, Chris Lamb, and of course, Christy Avery, all the way in Fort Wayne. And then we also have T-Chip stores where you can buy merchandise, tchip.com slash B-H-O-L-1, 2, or 3. Uh, we've got all kinds of ways you can support the I'm, show. I'm wearing my B-H-O-L-3 right now. That's right. That is From uh, the collection. This is the, the long sleeve tee, not the hoodie. You got the hoodie. I have the hoodie. Um, that is the one that has a slogan on the back that says, uh, local stories, national interest. You need to read it. Uh, in, national good? impact. <laughs> I, I, I lost it. It's right over, yeah. right over yonder. It's Local stories, national impact. Yeah. That that's the slogan that we oh, use. Man. We really know our show well. Uh huh. We know our introduction. We know our slogan. Imagine yeah. how rough we're gonna be whenever, uh, whenever I go on our paternity <laughs> leave and we have four weeks off. That's that's gonna be rough. And I want to urge him to join and pay you $5 or whatever so you can have the heat on it. That's there. right. So <laughs> Tom had to wear a vest. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were talking about it. Well, first of all, we need to have you on in the summertime one of these times. We have air? I mean, that, yeah, yeah, okay. We have air conditioning. It's beautiful. But we can, literally two years ago, uh, I think you and I met at the State House. That was my Facebook memories today. Right. We, I was over there with the PCARE group two years ago today. And, yeah, we always connect in January, and that's just bad timing. Uh, we can't uh, can't seem to get the weather quite right. It's not bad outside today. Listen, Tom, we had in the last year, last winter, we had a four hundred dollar electric bill. <laughs> so that that had to be stopped real quick. <laughs> we we decided that it was worth the uh, the incomfort or yeah discomfort discomfort like it's a work. And, yeah. You know, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just layer up. <laughs> we just got to start bringing people in. If we bring forty or fifty people into the live audience, everybody yeah, breathing yeah, in here, it'll yeah. just warm up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're making Audrey sister. She's eating ice cream. Trying to get it. Yeah. <laughs> she's got she's got pregnancy stuff going on over there. Pickles. She's, yeah. pickles You're eating jalapenos, pickles, and ice cream. Just ice cream. Just ice cream. <laughs> oh man! All right. So 
you've got to file five bills this this cycle. Uh, how, we, all, we all got to file five bills. <laughs> well, I thought because you've been there a minute, you got an extra bill. It's like, uh, no, oh, no, yeah, no. stay 20 years, you get a sixth bill for free. No, you get, I got three heard this year. That's kind of a first. Um, no, every every House member is allowed five. There's no limit on the Senate. I checked before I came home. There were 913 bills filed. Uh, we're in our third week. It seems like we've been there two months. <laughs> we, we, we have just hit the ground running this year. It's a short session. You're supposed to just tick the boxes and get out. You're not supposed to be working. It's an odd year. We're, you know, the speaker, this is his last year, the longest serving speaker in the history of Indiana. And he's decided to step down before the end of session this is the way I understand it. So sometime before March 1st, Brian will step down. And the new speaker will come Todd come Houston along. will become speaker. He's been up there a couple of times running the show when Brian's been off. So how many speakers have you worked with? You, John Gregg was there. John Gregg was my first. And was Paul Manweiler? Or no, that was Paul was the minority. I see. It's been, uh, so it's been your Gregg, third speaker. Pat Bauer. And Pat Bauer. And uh, Ryan Bosman, yeah. Well, there you go. They've all been different. So. <laughs> Brian has done a good, when I first got there, if you said the legislature is going to start at 1 o'clock, it'd be 2.15 before we get started. We'd be there until 12.30 at night. Brian's done a good job of trying to steer the body along. and We start pretty close to whatever time he tells us we're, we're starting. So. What time do you guys usually start? Uh, we start at one thirty, But like this, I have all my committees are in the a.m. So Monday morning, I had a, a 8 o'clock committee meeting. Uh, Tuesday morning, I had an 8 o'clock committee meeting. Wednesday morning, <laughs> I had an 8 o'clock committee. And, um, so it kind of just depends? Yeah, well, different committees, different times. But all uh, mine, I locked out. Everything's 8 o'clock in the morning. You lucked out? No, some I did would. not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Some, some might say that that would be in an, uh, unfortunate. And yesterday, Commerce Gosh. started at 10 o'clock and ran till 5 o'clock. All day. All day without a break. Uh, so if you see members, if you watch on the, <laughs> on the online and you see members getting up, they're either going to other committees or they're going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Or, or it's a sanitary break, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so. So how, what you're on commerce this year? No, I'm not on oh, commerce. Okay. I'm, I'm on. You had a bill in commerce. No, I was just telling you that oh, was okay. an example. Right. I, I had roads and transportation yesterday that started at seven thirty, and we were finished about quarter to twelve. We heard the defensive driving bill. Uh, that was big news yesterday. That's big news. Uh, but I'm on local government roads and transportation, family and social services, and inter- interlocal government cooperation. I've been on that committee for the whole time I've been there, and we had our fourth meeting yesterday. <laughs> So, yeah. it's a, so we're doing a great job. It's a committee that we doesn't have to meet be. very often. So uh, I think that the last time that you were on, we talked about that committee and you were kind of tying it back to your days as the trustee um, and, and how your time as the trustee is really lent, lent itself towards your time in the legislature, especially considering that. Yeah. And we, this year we've, we've done some things with trustees. You know, when I first went there, there were several of us that had local government experience and believe it or not, what we do out there does affect local government. And, but there's not that, I think there's only three of us there now. So they don't really care. If we do this, it's going to do that to them. And, and, uh, so it's, 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 it's different, but, uh, so for your fourth meeting, but you, like Jeremiah said, you filed five bills. There's 1013, 1014, and then something happened and you went to 1050. <laughs> 1051 and 1050. Well, it's, it's how they're filed. And, and if you get them filed, you know, the, the order they receive, the agenda bills are what all the house bills start with a thousand Senate bills start with a hundred. So always like thousand, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven are the Republican agenda bills. And so they even hold those out. They could be filed after mine, but they always hold those first seven or eight numbers. Mine were filed early this year. I think that was an advantage because we we hit the ground running the first day, and the chairman were looking for bills to hear. Every one of the issues that I filed was something that was brought to my attention by something here in Henry County, and um, so so let's uh, let's start with the one that I, I need educated on because I don't know, and I'm, I explain this one. This one's kind of in the weeds and probably maintenance, right? Uh, it, it's a bill dealing with property acquired by tax default, so that's Bill Ten Thirteen. Okay. Wait, what is that? So if, if, if somebody, that one, you're saying that if the government gets a property, you're saying that they have to, 
sell it or it needs to transfer to an adjoining land. Picked owner, up right? the paper sometime last September. There was a gentleman here in Newcastle who'd went to the Board of Works meeting. A property next door to him that he'd kept, had been keeping up so it didn't make the neighborhood look bad. The county had taken deed to and he wanted to buy it. Well, they were, and the law says right now that they, they may offer it to the abutting property owner. But in some cases, the cities and towns, I mean, the whole idea is to get those back on the tax. You want to pay taxes, right? You want to pay taxes. So in there, you can go, you can go through a, somebody can actually pay the taxes and acquire it, or it can go through a commissioner sale now and anybody can. Well, in in those cases, they went through a tax sale. Nobody purchased it. Went through a commissioner sale. Nobody purchased it. So then the county takes deed to those properties. Okay. And they can have a deed sale if they choose. I don't think Henry County's ever had a deed sale, but if there's a municipality, Newcastle, Spiceland, Nicetown, if they have any interest in any of those properties, the county will transfer those properties to those units of government by deed. And uh, so I was just trying to, I look today, that piece of property is still in the name of the city of Newcastle. Okay. So it's another year, not on the tax rolls. So it's it's not because it went to a, a disinterested third party. It went to the government and they the haven't, government. they haven't unloaded it to a resident right. or tried. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. The church that I was talking about in Louisville, right. the, the the county gave the town of Louisville a deed to three properties. The town of Louisville had a sealed bid and sold two of the three properties that they had. Yeah, so the bill itself is titled Disposal of Property Acquired by Tax Default. Right. So would that be, so would the would that mean that um, the, the city of Newcastle has to give it to that, to uh, the, um, the budding property owner? If the bill would have passed, that bill was heard last week in committee. Unfortunately, that's Ain, one of the which is cities and towns had a problem with it. We could never come to a mutual agreement, so the bill is dead until next year. Okay, so that's yeah. so that's we're, we got five. This is first one's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> not, yeah. <laughs> Mark that one off the list. All right, so bill uh, bill ten fourteen. I, I think I know where this one's coming from. So, but it's dealing with the surveyor, and it says. Uh, basically, the surveyor's planning commission appoint, appointee must be a resident of the county. Uh, at least that was the description on the right. state website. So is it just the surveyor or is it no, any, any of the positions? Any of the positions, yeah. except the, I think you had, when you sent this to me earlier, um, the extension agent. Yeah, I was going to say the extension there's an ex- agent. There's an ex- I didn't go after the extension agent. Uh, I just said that anybody serving on the planning commission had to meet the same residency requirements as anybody else. And fill all the other statutory requirements of anybody serving on the board. Having said that, that bill passed 99 to right. something. It's went to the Senate. Senator Gaskill had the same type of bill over in the Senate. And it's gone well, very well over there and, too, right? And his bill, though, uh, dealt with um, the ag agents. Ag agents. Yeah. And, and I, it sounds and I, like there, I, I checked, there's like 20 of them yeah. where that's the case where, you know, the, the, person might live in Hancock County, but they're serving Rush County or whatever that relationship is. Uh, so then now that they've both passed and transferred probably a conference committee and you have to hammer it out right. here in a few weeks. So he and I'll get together with three other people and decide what we're going to agree to. And yeah. if we have mutual agreement, then I take it back to my caucus and agree. We agree with, or I take it back to the, the floor in front of all 99 members and say, I agreed with the changes they made and they voted up or down. If they vote yes, and it goes to the governor's office, and, and you move forward. Law. Yeah. So that one's looking likely in one form or another. I feel pretty good probably, about that one. Probably coming through. Yeah. All right. And is that going to be when is, that would be effective this summer? Is it July? It takes effect. Everything, unless it says so otherwise, everything takes effect July first. All right. Next one. Uh, next one is House Bill ten fifty, which seeks to uh, get rid of service charges from insurance companies. And that was hey, brought to this? me by a lady okay. who does not want to give the insurance company access to her checking account to withdraw her monthly insurance payment. She wants to write a check. And the insurance company wants will let her write a check, but they want to charge her $10 a month for doing so. That's $120 a year in fees that they're getting off of her because she doesn't want to allow them they have to, you know, pay someone to get out their phone and take a picture of the front and back of the check. I know, but you know, you know and sp- especially people my age or, or older, you know, we have, and with, we all have some concerns about the internet, what's going on. And 
I, you know, I thought that was a legitimate concern. And unfortunately that bill, it had a higher number and, uh, <laughs> it, it didn't, it so did not a, get a hearing. So, and so, I, so did the rules committee get this one? No, it just didn't go in. It went to insurance and, you know, most of the people serve on insurance are insurance agents and, uh, yeah, and they yeah. don't want to cut their own throats. So. Yeah. That was my big question with regards to, uh, 1050 was, I was just curious as to where it came from. What was the backstory? I knew because I knew with the, after reading the language in the bill that that had to have been a request at some point that was someone came to you with a problem and wanted you to fix it. And I, I was like, I wonder what, I wonder if that's true. Well, do you see that as a legitimate concern? I mean, yeah, or is that's that, understandable. You know, I mean, we have, so we have legal tender laws, right? So if I give you, you know, if you charge me a hundred dollars or something and I give you a hundred dollar bill and you say, I don't want to accept it, then, well, I gave the debt is waived, right? Cause the, the, I tried to pay you, you said no. So at that point the debt's gone. It's kind of along those lines of, Hey, I tried to give you a legitimate form of payment and you're trying to charge me extra to deal with that. Yeah, I can, yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. So I tried, you know, now, now <laughs> the practicality of it is, is that, okay, you take that check and then immediately they are going to digitize it. And then, yeah. you know, what, I, but for the convenience of the, of the person. Yeah. That makes My sense. other question was, uh, so uh, we know that it's, it's not going to be happening this session, but if you bring it up, you know, your next legislative session, then is, is, would that cover every insurance company just across the board? If you're an insurance company, then you can't charge a surcharge for not taking digital payments. Right. Okay. And and I will have to say, this had nothing to do with any insurance company <laughs> located in Newcastle, Indiana, or, or Henry or, County. Or any insurance agent who might have been interested in running for the job. <laughs> oh, never thought of that. Never thought of that. Yeah. Targeting those people. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Yeah, we see where this is going, Tom. <laughs> so... Um, would would that apply? It would be insurance only. So somebody, at somebody, that point, it was insurance, but it, you know it but could it, always be amended to expand. Right. So like Duke, you know Duke or REMC or somebody that's trying to pay a water bill, something like you know one of the utilities. Well, and this bill just said that they can only charge the actual cost of doing providing the service. So, so if, if it costs them twenty five cents to digitize that check, yeah, they could charge her an additional twenty five cents. You know, I mean, you figure. I mean, they just have twenty dollars a year. How many people are they doing that to? Yeah. That's a chunk of money. They just say that the CEO that makes uh, $1,300 every half second is the one that's <laughs> cashing the check. <laughs> so on the uh, duties as assigned. Yeah. House oh. Bill 1051 is the one that we are super excited about because I think that every time that we've talked to you, we've brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I listen. Yeah. We and appreciate it very much. Very much. That is uh, the removal of straight ticket voting from the state of Indiana, getting rid of straight ticket voting. Whenever we talked to, we had Jim Lucas did an interview with us uh, last year, I believe it was. Two and years ago, yeah. Was it two years ago? He was not a fan. No. We asked him about this as well, and he he said, absolutely not. Well, and as a former county chairman, it took me a while to see it too. But if you remember the last election, we had new voting machines mm-hmm. here in Henry County. And when you went in to vote, it threw a screen up there, and you could vote straight Democrat, straight Republican. Then there was a red button that said, you have voted. That was really confusing to people. And then also about five years ago, we changed the law that for down ballot selections, mm-hmm. if you have county council at large. Those don't count. And yeah, yeah. If you don't go, you can vote straight ticket, but if you don't go down here and pick out the three of the four that are running, they don't get the vote. And yep. that's, that's not right either. So I didn't think it would pass. I wanted to have the conversation that we either make the corrections that need to be done or we're only one of, I was surprised. We're only one of seven States in the nation that still do yep. straight party. Voting. Yeah. One, I think Michigan eliminated it last yeah. year, yeah. but I will tell you, it got a hearing. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, made the presentation. I had the votes to pass it, uh, out of committee. And then the committee chair got a phone call from the higher ups that said, well, don't take a vote. So, um, yeah, it's out there. It's my understanding <laughs> that the House uh, Republican uh, Party, state party, a couple of years ago came forward with the proposal. So, but when we talked about it in caucus, it wasn't the most popular person. I told him it wouldn't take effect until after 2022, so it wouldn't affect anything coming up in November. But 
that still didn't help me. Anymore. The uh, yeah. it, it is, in my view, coming from a third party, it's been geography based, right? It it helps rural Republicans in in, in this in this community and in areas where you may have a sixty or seventy percent base of people that are just going to go push a Republican ticket. Uh, but it also helps urban Republicans, right? Because that, it's the inverse where it's probably going to help, help the Democrats in, in Lake yeah, County or yeah. in Marion County or Fort Wayne or Bloomington. Uh, so and it's I, not necessarily strictly a partisan issue. It depends upon geography. Right. And I never got to have that conversation with the Democrat members because it was only in, in our caucus, but I had a conversation with, um, the governor after the last election and, I mean, they weren't projected to win, and it was all those straight party Trump voters that threw everybody over over the line. So yeah, and yeah. you you did pick up a Democrat co-sponsor on this as well, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. Pat is it Pat Boy? Yeah, or, yeah. Nice lady from up northern Indiana. That was the thing. That's the thing about this bill is that every libertarian in the state is going to be huge about this. Every Republican that's in an urban area is going to be big on this bill. And every Democrat in a rural area is going to be really big on this bill as well. There's quite a lot of people that are going to be behind this in many different ways. So, but well, you th- you th- there was no vote. So is it dead it, in committee it, it, or it, it could it, come it, back? No, yeah. it's, it's not going to. Now, the same bill is over in the Senate. And he and I had talked earlier. I was going to start it in the House, send it to him. Uh, he was going to try to get it started in the Senate. I don't know if he's going to be, but you know, we move slowly. It might take us a couple of three years uh, in the mindset. But, At least uh, the conversations being had. I think that's had. the most and, important. And we thing. got to correct those down ballot votes somehow. If we don't do the straight elimination straight party, we need to at least fix that somehow. And and if you want candidates to run, if you want to have an election, you know, the city of Newcastle had. Two contested races in the three. city election. Three, three contested races three. in this this last uh, deal. Yeah, it was three. Um, yep. You, you're there are counties where even Grant County, the, the Democrat chair said, "I don't know if I, how many candidates we're going to have in Grant County this year in Marion." Yeah. I, well, and that, uh, the other bill that I list I introduced had to it changed the municipal election. I think we had mm-hmm. about eleven percent voter turnout in, in, in Newcastle. Yep. Yeah. And, I, and I don't know what it cost. But I'm thinking it probably cost over thirty thousand dollars to put that election on. Well, it was it's probably pretty. Close. It was such a strange arrangement this year because mm-hmm. they chose to only give ballots and let you vote if if, if you lived in yeah. one of the few precincts Where there was that a, actually yeah. had a contested election. election. Well, we had what three councils? Three, yeah, yeah three well, councils. So sixty so percent of the city. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was, and that's that's not good. So that was you know that was something I saw that I thought didn't work here. Yeah. That was House Bill 1053. Yeah, that would filed that right after. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> all the election work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm starting to figure out how this all works. Yeah. So, how's that one? Is that her at the hearing yet? 1053. I did. I you know I couldn't get any support on that one either. So. Mm. That was, well, it was it was quite the change. That's a big change to make. Well, the cities you got to get the cities on board, and uh, yeah, they don't want to run with the president. And I can understand that, but absolutely, we could not. do that. And what the bill did, you was, have to run with the president uh, every every two years. We <laughs> every run. time there's a presidential yeah, election, yeah, you have to run. apply. Yeah. Um, it would allow for the next election for the missile They would be, be elected to a three year term because by law we can't extend their, extend their term. So it would have been a three year term, and then the next election would have been. A, Back on a four-year cycle, so. Oh yeah, that try again. Sense. You know, it's a it's a short session, and we're not supposed to do a lot in a short session, but we're. It's you're pushing. We're I pushing. Mean, there's yeah. some. I mean, just out of the five that you brought, I mean, and I felt pretty good. I got changes. three hearings, and yeah, and in the one instance, I pulled the bill myself, and then the other bill, at least we got to have the conversation. So yeah, for and sure. there were several people that came up afterwards and. And you made comments, so you start the conversation, and maybe it happens down. Well, and there's a whole lot of people that are tuned in now, and then we'll hear this, and and can if they're interested, um, they probably need to contact their reps as well and say right. this matters yeah. to me, right? So that when if you do offer it again in in 2021, yeah. that you you know that you potentially have more uh, more of an appetite from your peers as well, right? Yeah, because some of these bills that they, they're mundane, right? No, they matter to the party officials, and but if you know, 
if if a if a state representative that lives in Terre Haute gets ten phone calls on this thing, they're gonna go, what the heck? Oh, what you know? I, I would imagine that's not making their radar normally, yeah, right? Yeah, not getting a whole lot of phone calls. And you know, it's uh, it's 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 what we do. Most people, I don't think I need to, I need to go look at the numbers, but there are more and more people that go in there and split their ballot and vote for the person than the party anymore. And I was always proud of the fact that. When I first ran for county office, Newcastle and Middletown, highly Democrat cities. But when I finished running in the county, I was winning Newcastle. I was winning Middletown. And that's that, you know, so I, those people were splitting their tickets to vote for me. And I'm, I try to represent the people, not necessarily the party. Well, and yeah. in, in this digital age of voting, when you go in and you try to not vote straight ticket and then you get an error message on, yeah. the, on the machine, that is not helpful. So we, <laughs> whenever we got the voter data back um, as the Libertarian Party chair, I, I was able to compare the numbers from previous years. Even the Libertarian Party saw a, quite the spike in the amount of straight ticket ballots that, that were pulled for us. So it was, I mean, there was obviously a ton of confusion that was uh, surrounding that, that whole voter error message and it it's not only a henry county problem but no, it was statewide a, yeah, yeah yeah it was but it was big but and if you got people who aren't comfortable with computers and they get that error and they oh you know and if you if you push that button and and then oh, i need help but i'm sorry you've already voted you've already yeah. cast it and it's yeah. not anything you can do about it it's, oh huh? man all right so i want to go slightly out of order here from uh, from what we have in our notes because you did mention the highway safety that came through roads and transportation yesterday and i have i had one listed here talking about constructions of bill 1286 uh which i heard about in a, in a highway industry conference on tuesday um still alive in the house dead in the senate of possibly installing cameras in construction zones and doing some some enforcement that way my understanding that's not on the committee i serve on but it's my understanding it's kind of on life support in the house too. okay they're trying to figure out how they can resurrect it because it's the governor's initiative it, yeah. try to keep mm-hmm. your governor happy i mean i'll tell that story when we get to the next one but uh so i i wouldn't count it out yet but uh, i think they'll figure out how to do it somehow so then what you guys were hearing yesterday was the mobile device bill so ten or twelve years ago, there was one that went through that was you. It was very difficult to enforce. I think it was unconstitutional. The police couldn't enforce it, and uh, this is a governor's initiative. And the first week we were there, the governor called individual members of the Roads and Transportation Committee down to his office and how you doing and yeah. <laughs> and then last Sunday, I, last Sunday evening, my phone rang and it was the superintendent of the state police. I don't know if I. Knew, had any questions. I go, you want this, right? And he goes, yeah. I go, well, you know, and I'll admit, I admitted it yesterday. I'm the worst offender, but it's the wrong thing to do. And we sat there yesterday and there were two people, the governor introduced them in his state of state. They were back yesterday and testified. They motorcycle riders, man and wife stopped along the side of the road. Some lady looking at her phone came over 12 inches, took both their, both their left legs off. Uh, we had a lady, her husband got hit in a crosswalk, some girl, Texan, uh, the mayor of, uh, mayor cook of uh, Westfield was there. His grandson was killed, uh, last summer, a guy driving a truck, 78 miles an hour, looking down at his phone, didn't stop. I mean, we're all guilty. It's, it's the new drunk driving. It's, it's oh, for sure. In my, in, in my industry, there's a lot of work that's off the side of the road and, in power delivery with, you know, uh, not necessarily what I do, but with linemen that I, I work hand in hand with and it, I'm constantly getting, um, emails and alerts from industry wide, um, safety officers that are, that are saying, you know, people blew through a work zone, um, you know, trucks in the air and you got somebody not paying attention that that's flying through a work zone, hitting the flaggers yeah. and, and things like that. It's, it's an issue and it's going to continue to rise as an issue as we get sucked into our phones uh, more and more. So it's, uh, it at least needs to probably be addressed. Well, we're addressing it. You're, you will no longer be allowed 
if they see you with the phone in your hand while you're driving, they can't stop you. You can't be ticketed. So driving at all, even even if you're, it has to be hands free. No phone hands, calls, nothing. Hands free. Yeah, totally hands free. So, you can't dial with it. You can't you can't touch it or use it. And it was already that way for CD for CDL uh, holders. If you were driving a CDL vehicle, either B or A. Then, and you were using your phone without a hands-free headset, then then you could be pulled over and ticketed already. Um, this, from my understanding, just extends it to everyone. Right. So now, if you've got a GPS, that's still yeah, okay. Yeah, if you're an Uber driver, that's okay. It's just you can't have it up here, and you can't be... Re- and, and, you yeah. know, I, I I drove home today, and you see, you just... You see people, it's, it, and, and I do it. I, I, I told, I said that yesterday, I said, I offend, but I need to stop. All I right. would say, I would say, and a lot of times uh, a police officer, if, if I'm a police officer and I'm, and I'm looking at someone and they're, they're driving, they've obviously got their eyes on the road. If they're holding their phone on their ear and they're talking if I'm a police officer, I'm not going to pull that person over. If I see someone that's got it, like they're holding it over here and they're scrolling or taking their eyes off the road for any reason with their phone, I'm going to pull them over then. Uh, yeah, when the know. state trooper is typing on his computer, though, and he's going to get you for... Yeah. That right there was what I was going to bring up. <laughs> yeah. At what point do I get to enforce the exact same laws for you operating a computer? This is a sentence of arrest. My yeah. name's Chris Guffey, and I, you're under arrest. I want to charge you. You're, you're too young for Andy Griffin, but Barney Fo- uh, uh, Gomer was always making sentence of arrest. I'm just saying, that's what I want to do. And it yeah. does seem... It's kind of like... ticket me for This is a citizen's... A Ticket. It does remind me of the meme that you see going around of the motorcycle cop who pulls the guy over for not wearing a seatbelt. Right. <laughs> and the, you know, it's the same. <sighs> yeah. It, yeah. It's a bit of a slippery slope, but I, I, I do I would, understand. I 100% see it in construction zones. Um, if it, especially in work zones and um, in areas where there's uh, flaggers or that's marked that there will be construction work ahead. I understand it then, but uh, I mean, I don't. I don't really see it holding your phone up to your ear. What are the, talking? In the, I guess in the current bill, what are the penalties? Is it like a twenty five dollars seatbelt ticket? Or are we talking like five hundred bucks and a misdemeanor? It's not. I, I asked that question yesterday. Is it a pointable offense? At, not at this point, but I think it will be before we're done. Probably. Mm. It's, and 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 the they're not. You know, we're going to do an education campaign like we did on seatbelts. You know, I think 97% of people now wear seatbelts. We're we going to exempt, exempt pickup truck drivers for no, the first decade? license plates. <laughs> uh, they sold an awful lot of truck plates because they didn't want to have to wear seatbelts. But, you know, again, we, knew, I, we sat there, like I said, from 8 o'clock yesterday morning till 1130, all these people who had lost family members. Or, and the one lady, one lady in a wheelchair, she testified she did it herself. She was talking on the phone, not paying attention, missed a curve, hit a tree, and she's paralyzed from the waist down. I did it. We, I just told this story on the show. I, it might have been in the Patreon portion only, but it was a few weeks ago. I was I left here. And I just finished doing a show, and I'm heading back home on State Road 3, um, just north of Spiceland. And I was talking to my wife on the, on the phone, but over the Bluetooth, through the car speakers, yeah. but... I'm used to driving a, a large bucket truck every day, not necess- and you know on that one you got to put the the pedal to the floor just to get up to thirty within ten seconds, right? Yeah. And so then I get into the, the 2019 Buick and I'm driving. Sometimes if I'm not, he's the world's youngest if, Buick driver. Yeah, if I'm not paying attention, <laughs> yeah, if I'm That's not a Buick paying attention, then it can get away from me. It does all the time. And I got hit going 70 and a 55 talking on the phone, oh. but with Bluetooth. So uh, it, it definitely happens. You can get distracted, but I have a world of excuses that I can use with it. <laughs> well, you're going to be a father. So you got to be, yeah. take better care. <laughs> I mean, accidents happen, but we don't need to, we don't need to give them more reason to happen. Yeah. And I really, when you talk to people, I have not had anybody go, no. I mean, because, you know, driving is not a right. Driving is a privilege, and you have to you have to meet a few um, 
requirements to do that. And do you think if, um, whenever, whenever, if there were cars, whenever the state of Indiana was brought into the union, do you think it would have been a constitutional right <laughs> to drive your? To would have been a, to, a bison, or would, would they have, have been a yeah, deer? Would, would they have Nothing said that runs like a deer? American, the right of a, an American to travel freely by car. Shall not be infringed. <laughs> no. <I don't. laughs> what uh, What if you're an autopilot in your Tesla, then? Can you text? Mm, good point. That's another well, point. You got to have your hands yeah. on the wheel. Indiana is the only state that has put any legislation. Of, Autonomous vehicles? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get ahead. We don't want them here. That was a, Ed Soliday's been That's pushing an, that for yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, they're coming. Uh, it's just uh, going to cost us some money because we got to put certain things in the highway so they know where they're at. And, yeah, that was my understanding. Really, as well. really good pavement workings. Yeah, that's what I've heard is that the the technology is there and it works beautifully, but our infrastructure needs to catch up. Um, but it's hard in places like this with uh, with the weather the way it is. It's hard for us to keep our roads as marked clearly and as pristine as Florida's roads. You know, yeah, the snow covers up things. Yeah. All right. So then we also have in here. Um, uh, red for red. We get, yeah. we skipped it. I went out of order, red so I don't red. want to skip this. Um, the governor um, was asking teachers to wait two years for a pay raise. Um, oh, you've got your no, own no, 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 here. no. That's not that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I brought some stuff with me. We I sold you had some. Literature. We sold t-shirts we benefiting did. Newcastle Community Schools over Red for Rob. Rob Kendall was uh-huh. very and loud and exciting, and he came on, and we printed some t-shirts up, and we uh, I we debated. Rob for a while and had a discussion. And I said, these guys have really tapped into something here. Um, so I, I, I wanted to hear from you, I guess, what your, how, how, how that went. It was organization day. They or, showed org up. day, 15 to 17,000 people on the lawn, depending on who you ask. Uh, I was shocked. I had, I know Newcastle was there, Rushville, try high. Uh, I went in that morning because I had a, I had an early morning. Went in, asked my LA. I said, "So who's called and wants to talk to me?" Nobody. <laughs> I said, "No teacher from my district has called and wanted to talk to me." No. So I went and gave a speech. When I came back at ten o'clock, I said, "So have we had any phone calls yet?" No. So I went out so, on the yard. So they're kind of new at this. I know, but they're, <laughs> I mean, they teach government. I mean, it's like I went out on the yard. And started looking for people I knew. I ran into some people from teachers from Newcastle. I ran into some, into some teachers from Rushville, Hagerstown. Never did run in to try. Uh, and we had a conversation. I mean, I don't know who was giving them pointers. And I do know that they had the fire marshal there so that we could only have, couldn't be over 5,000 people in the building. But last I heard him count, we had 1,500. Uh, and I know it's hard to get in the building. You have to go through security. But, you know, we have a 1-800-telephone uh, line, and we have a, a internet. Uh, I wanted to hear what their concerns I knew what their concerns were. I wanted to be able to meet with them one-on-one. But I wasn't the only – I wasn't alone. I mean, other members said they didn't hear from their teachers either. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I mean, I had – they put a vote up the other day that they'll use against me if I have a – if I have an opponent uh, – where I vote against the teacher's pay raise because it's not a, it's not a budget year. And I, I admit the teachers deserve more money. I just don't know how we do it because always before at the state level, yeah, at the state level, because always before that's been a local school board decision and that money's always been generated by property tax dollars locally, which we've created a two step education system in Indiana because the Carmel's and the Westfields have more money and they know what to do with yeah. the rest of the, the they still ask struggling. for recom- refer- referendums, though, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and they will pass there, but yeah. they won't pass here. Yeah, uh, Muncie couldn't pass one for their school buses. No, yeah. No. Um, so uh, it, I, I think ne- the governor made a proposal for next year, and I think we hold him to that. And so when we had teachers on uh, the program, we had teachers union folks, and we had uh, Alicia. Uh, Alicia was on. Chriswell. Yeah, uh, Chriswell. I always want to use her maiden name because this is what's happened to me. As I've gotten older, as I remember people with their maiden names, <laughs> um, they they were asking for decoupling of test scores, which we did. They were asking for um, the uh, uh, no har- uh, be held harmless. Yeah, we right? did. Those are two, uh, three, right? And then it was the money. 
Right. right? So those, yeah. those three and, and the conversation I had with them at, at the time, and we'd go back, it's probably episode one thirty two or so. Um, it was okay. What if the state just stopped telling you how, what you have to do? And it's just the school board and you have this conversation with the school board all for it. Totally happy about it. That's the, so why don't you introduce that legislation <laughs> next year? Of disbanding the Indiana State Department of Education. <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, you're at like a twenty percent success rate this year. Yeah, that might, yeah, that'll probably well, go over. I was also trying to do something else locally. <laughs> I've done a couple of things locally. You guys may know about or don't know about. But one thing I thought I had, like I had it you've done. done. I had it done until today, and then I was told no. <laughs> You've been there a while. You can start telling people, yes, you will. Oh, you know? I, well, start, I was not very nice that, yesterday. That whip title of yours. Uh, that I don't have, no, I don't have the whip title. Assistant to the Assist, regional whip. Yeah, I'm assistant yeah. caucus chair. I don't get the whip. caucus. I don't get the whip. Some of these people work for you. You've been in that building a minute. You know, policy. <laughs> I haven't even told the people involved about this yet, but I had a conversation a week or so ago about Green Street School and uh, ICAP's been using that for Head Start kids. They got 122 kids there, I think, and they're only using half the half the school. And they'd like to expand. When we did the uh, when we did the Stellar Grant, they found out we need more after hour after hour childcare. You'll find out about that at some yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, ICAP would like to expand on that, and the School would like to let them have the building, but you know, the way the law reads right now, the school, if they decide they don't want that building, it has to go on a list and any charter school can take it for a dollar. And I can understand school's concerns about not wanting to give, give their building away, but uh, I thought I had it fixed that so we were going to get that done and had the bill drafted and talked to all the right people. I had an amendment drafted. It was going to be attached to a bill in ways and means today. And then yesterday afternoon, it didn't happen. So. It didn't happen. So if you guys are, if there's a certain person out there listening tonight, I owe you a phone call to tell you. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't happen. But yeah, we tried. So you're you're saying with the with education, um, you're saying give the governor's time. Yeah, and, and see you know what under happens. Daniels, he kind of made the teachers the enemy, and. Uh, and a lot, a lot of people dropped out of the profession. A lot of people went to college, didn't want to be teachers. I was told we graduated one math teacher out of Ball State last year. Yep. And so there's going to be a shortage down the road someplace. Uh, I, I honestly think that Governor Holcomb's trying to do the right thing. And if you look around us the last couple of years of the, the debates and the, and the rallies that have taken place in other states where teachers went on strike and, and marched on their, their county or their capital buildings. We haven't had that. They were there this year. They were very nice. They were polite. They cleaned up the yard when they left. You know, um, I wish they'd have called me, but, uh, I think next year, uh, they'll get the pay uh, $250 million is what he's, what he said in his state of state address. You know, we gave a lot of money. We paid an unfunded teacher's liability payment, which I think was. I'm always terrible with numbers. I think it was $150 million, but each school corporation that allowed them to keep that amount that they were supposed to pay and use it for, we were hoping they would use it for pay raises for the teachers that we didn't force them into it. I don't know why we didn't, but uh, some of them did, some of them didn't. So, um, you know, we said we'd hold them harmless, which we did. It was not for one year, but it's two years. We also decoupled their performance from the test scores and, uh, so we follow through on that promise if if they'll bear with us until next next budget session. So in light of them being a lot of them being first timers, the red for ed was successful on right. two of the three big issues. Those yeah. are the, those and those are the two easiest ones to solve, right? The, yeah. the next one is money and it's a reality of you can't if you're t- you can't just add money to a budget when it's not a budget year. Well, we came in Unless, of course, we got all the sports gambling. You guys money. are betting on a sports yeah. game tonight. And I think that's where we got. Listen, Tom, a lot of a lot of people in Indiana are betting on this game. Well, that's right good. Now. Yeah, I've got at least ten new assets. <laughs> I tell you what, we get all these new betters. We might have more money to give for pay raises. But um, well, you know what you could do with all that money. I'll be polite. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Okay. You could you could let the state fix their issue with the jails so they don't have to raise my taxes. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, the reason that counties have a jail issue is because state didn't want to build a prison, so we declassified which yeah. offenders yeah, you, got to go to the We talk about and, it every week. Yeah, Fives yeah. and sixes are the county's problem yeah. now. You pawned it off on us, and then you, you loaded the gun, and you let the council shoot its own citizens. It's amazing. <laughs> Just remember, I pay the same thing you do. So. I, I understand. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. everybody's paycheck got smaller in yeah. January. Yeah. yeah, very true. But um, where were we? Oh, well, we're going to gracefully transition into the that's topic right. that's uh, that that's been all over the news last week. That's so. right. This is Lobby Day in Virginia. They couldn't call it a protest. It it was Lobby Day in Virginia, similar to our Org Day with the teachers showing up. Um, Twenty two thousand people. We're in Richmond, Virginia. Jim Lucas was one of them. One of one of yeah. our uh, hundred state reps, <laughs> friend of the show. Been on. Yeah, they went on. Candidate. They went guest this uh, this past Monday to protest some recent gun legislation that was passed by the newly elected Democrat government government uh, being signed by the Democrat governor. There was a proposed assault weapons ban. There was a ten round magazine limit. Um, these are all things that we've we've been hearing were uh, common sense gun laws, right? Wait, go ahead. I was I was just uh, going to point out that this I mean, twenty two thousand people is a lot of people. Six thousand. Uh, the governor said that there this was going to be uh, no weapons allowed of any kind on including grounds, helmets. right? Yeah, on capital grounds, you had to go through police checkpoints and you had to be confined within a fenced-in area. Um, Only 6,000 of the 22,000 people went through the police checkpoints and the rest were outside where they were still legally allowed to open carry um, rifles and other firearms. So, I mean, that was kind of a bust. And it also created a lot of chaos surrounding um, the state capital there in richmond um people who were trying to get in uh, maybe there were long lines um people who might not have heard that there were like helmet bands along with the weapons bands that were trying to figure out what to do with their helmets and they needed to go back it was complete and utter chaos um by him trying to control this but of the people who did bring firearms and were outside of that fenced area Nothing happened. <laughs> Which we could be right? thankful for. That. Yeah. It only takes one bad apple. Right. It's, it's and, true. And, 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 a, and I don't know the governor. I'm not here to defend him. But, I mean, they had a bad situation out there last year. It was in Charlottesville. But it was in his yeah. state, right? It was in his state. I yeah. mean, I could see where he might be a little, no pun intended, gun shy uh, of what the situation might arise. And uh, You know, I, Jeremiah and I were having this conversation before. You know, when Barack Obama was elected president, everybody went out and bought their guns because they're going to take your weapons away. No, I don't. Nobody's going to take your weapons away. Uh, Not even Greg Taylor. (laughs) And and, 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 and you said Senate Bill 230. Is that his? Uh, 203. 203. Is he the the author? Yeah, Greg Taylor was the author. And I don't think that bill's got a hearing over in the Senate. It won't get a hearing. That was He banned um, not just bump stocks, but any device that increases the rate of fire there so he was pretty vague with that um, there, there are ways well. in the general assembly to get a headline and there are ways to actually get something accomplished yeah you could theoretically file a bill to ask for the licensure of media identical Which to the way yeah. identical yeah. to the way of uh of what the way that guns get regulated which right? that was happened last which, year which which was former guest. The, the idea was floated yeah and but that got a lot of headlines get, yeah good headlines. and the same thing is happening here with this bill 203 right. where massive headlines again but as far as actually getting through both chambers and getting put into law pretty much one, dead on arrival, one thing right? that i thought was interesting with this 203 with um it they wanted that also, what 203 does was it, it bans um, devices that increase the rate of fire, limits the magazines to 10 rounds, and you must be over the age of 21 to purchase a rifle. Right now, you have to be 21 to buy a handgun, but 18 to buy a rifle. We What's just, interesting about this bill... Slow down, Dakota. Sorry. Slow down. I was going to say, we just raised the smoking <laughs> age to 21 the yeah, other day. Yeah, too, yeah. So. yeah, We can't decide what personhood is anymore. You know what? I You can buy an AR... You can buy... A um a, a Brett fifty caliber sniper rifle. 
and it, but you can't carry a handgun. You can't buy a handgun to carry along with it. Um, and you also can't smoke a cigarette while you buy it. <laughs> but you can still sign up to go die for your country. Well, that we had that conversation too. Yeah. It, I, yeah. And but what this 203 did, like you said with the headlines, I've been added to a few groups now that have started that gun rights activist groups. Um, I shared the link to this to, to our Facebook Live into those groups today to kind of preview this. Um, that we would be talking about it, but there are there's a movement in Henry County now to make us a Second Amendment sanctuary county. That's um, it's been brought up to I know at least one commissioner um, to try to to make if if you guys in the state house did pass something like Senate Bill two hundred three, then the sheriff we know that our sheriff would not enforce the law here. That's that's where that's going. The vast majority of the rural counties in the state of Virginia, their sheriffs have, have, um, or their, I guess, um, their legislative bodies in the counties have, have told their sheriffs not to, um, go after folks. I, I mean, do you have any thoughts on this two or three <laughs> other than just, it's never, I don't gonna think happen. it's going to happen, <laughs> but, uh, I saw in the news, was it Lucas's County down in? Yeah, that, one of the so counties down in down Seymour, so it's like Jackson County. But you know, you got and then Clark County did the exact a opposite. Sheriff, a sheriff takes an oath to uphold the Constitution and the laws of the state of Indiana. So, you know, we go yeah, from so one which, extreme to the other. Yeah. So, do we remove the sheriff because he he, he does this? Well, now the coroner's got extra work which, to do. Yeah, he's the only one that can. take Which him part out. of his <laughs> oath does he honor more? Does he does he honor his oath to uphold the Constitution more? Or does he uphold honor his oath to uphold the laws of the state of Indiana more. We aren't going to take away your weapons. (laughs) I I think that I read these mailers all the time trying to raise money. And that's a good idea. And they they say that they're going to take your guns away. So send me a hundred and then send a hundred dollars. It's like these, some of these ministers on television. (laughs) uh, I, 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 one of the questions I ask on my survey and those of you that got it and returned it, thank you very much. But, I don't think I got. And I don't get. Here. And I don't pick these questions out. They're just you, you pull them out of a bank. Uh, there's a list. Would you support mandatory background checks for the purchase of any firearm, including private sales? Um, sixty-nine point thirty-two percent of people said yes. Twenty-six point twenty-one said no, and four point four seven are undecided. So almost hmm. 70% of the respondents in your district right. said that they'd be in favor of background yeah. checks. That doesn't say they're taking your, your your gun away, but unfortunately in this day and age, uh, you know, we closed down all the mental hospitals in the state. Those people are back out on the street. They're in our county jails. They're in our hospitals. Uh, yeah, but Do I- you want anybody to be able to walk in and buy a gun without some kind of... Yes, okay. I do. Also, and that's your right. I think that I think that I should be able to mount anti-aircraft guns on the roof of my house if I want to. <laughs> so who's coming after you? Who's coming after you? Uh, nobody. I just think that it. I I should be able to if I want to. That's that is that's kind of what I'm guaranteed. That uh, it's. I mean, whenever the founders wrote the Constitution, they envisioned that they had they had just got done fighting a government with the guns that the government had. And, and they didn't want the government to be able to come in and take your guns away from you so you couldn't yeah. do a rebellion. I, and, I also and we're think, not going to. Yeah. Boy, but I'll tell you what. It was very ironic that this was in Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right? Because it yes. it's literally like you look at the headlines and you go, man, this is really ominous, right? This, you know, it's in Richmond, Virginia. It's the governor. It, all of the same things that you see in revolutionary discussion, the arguments sound pretty familiar. And that's the... You, obviously, nobody wants violence. Nobody advocates for violence, but the citizenry is assured that right to be armed. So then, people take that fiercely, and that's the concern. Um, we'll see. I, I I don't I don't think that any of this is. I think once again, it's all theater, and it's people raising money. Um, but the fact that it was in Virginia made me go, man, that's just theater. Theater, right? I, I, the theater is all I can say. It's, it's the most. I don't know if in Virginia Symbi- it was symbiotic, I mean, symbiotic. It was, yeah. it, 
If, the, it, if this happened, you said he was irony. A, you said he was a newly elected governor. He's not newly elected. He's been there for yeah, a while because he, he was in trouble last year because yeah. of the blackface. The blackface. Yeah. If yeah. this had happened in there. Arkansas, I don't think it would be as big of a deal as if it's Virginia. That's I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. I don't think it would catch the headlines as much as yeah where, where the colonial I mean conflicts they started. They've got um, pretty much the same issue in California and but I think that with California with the same style of laws it was kind of like it's California but you know we expect di- it there the right? district I represent they like the guns they like their babies and you know they and just ain't gonna yeah ain't gonna happen I don't believe I say not why I'm there pry it from my cold dead hands Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm going to start flying a cut. Well, you know, I tell we outside. talk about it, it's a great fundraising opportunity. When I first went to the legislature, I introduced some legislation about exempt property, and I ran it by a minister, and he agreed with me. So I introduced the bill, and he brings four thousand people to the state house for a rally. That they're what they're after your church. Tom Saunders wants to tax your church, and I go downstairs. Is this, is this a guy that used to run for governor? Uh, yeah, time? you're in the right pew. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, he, he used it to raise money. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, the camels got their nose under the tent. They're coming after your church. It's never the intention, but it probably bought a nice Rolex or a Cadillac for somebody. You probably didn't get very many check marks in his voter guide for a while either. No, I I don't even return his <laughs> survey anymore. But uh, you know, I went downstairs because I I don't want to tax the church. I don't want to tax your sanctuary. But if the church owns an apartment building or a shopping center or a three hundred acres of tillable land, they should at least pay the services that those properties receive. When I went downstairs, and the one guy goes, "All these people are here because of you, Tom." And I go, "Well, let me talk to them." No, 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 no. Oh, you know, and yeah. he's still raising money off of that. So. You know, I think that, you know, I think churches should pay the same amount of property taxes that I believe everyone should pay, which would be zero. Oh, yeah. When are, when are you going to get your bill in to, to start uh, electing senators yourselves instead of having it be this partisan mess? That's the one I want to know, because we got there's this this complaint about, well, the somebody wanted to move move to the, the convention instead of. Uh, primary instead of primaries, I, had, I, had I would a, just be fine if we went back to the old days where you know the hundred and fifty. Well, if you want a divorce, you got to come out there and ask our permission. You know, not the Pope, <laughs> but the permission of the General Assembly. Uh, hopefully, we've made some strides since then. I mean, I personally, I would like to see the House term extended to four. In order to get that to happen, you'd have to extend the Senate term to six. I mean, you know, you said, "Well, go." I run every, whoever has this seat runs every two years. You're concentrating on raising money and, yep. and it's, just, it's, uh, it's not a lot of time to, to be able to just do work. You know what I mean? I definitely see where you're coming from with the extended time on the terms. If, it, because you've got the, you've got one year that you're not actively running, right? And they've changed it a lot. When I first got there, that each caucus ran their own campaigns against each other. Well, if you've just tried to beat me and then I'm supposed to work with you for the next four months, that's not much of a relationship. So you, it takes you two years to get over it and then it's time to do it again. <laughs> but, uh, we don't do it necessarily that much anymore, but you know, both sides say hateful things against each other to try to get the majority. And then we're expected to work in you know, the next, next sessions for uh, next year's. Four months, and it's going to get even more charged here shortly because it's almost time to redistrict again. Yeah, that's that takes a place next year too. So, um, and you know, I know there was we had the League of Women Voters out to the state house a couple of times, and they want a nonpartisan commission to draw. I signed on to that. Uh, this, I mean, the League of Women Voters is pretty partisan. Well, they're not partisan. They say they're not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know <laughs> whatever you say. Tom. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know how you do that. I mean, I did sign on. Iowa to, does it. I, Iowa has it, but done by a third party. I did sign on to the pledge that there should be public comment made, which I agree with that. I mean, 
I've been there for three maps, I guess. Um, I don't, we don't have any say. There's the party in power hearts and people over here that look at the, the numbers and they come back and, and they, they draw a map. They did ask me if you remember before this map, Newcastle was drawn in with Richmond as a district. And they said, what do you want? And I said, well, I think you need to make Henry County whole again. And then we have to have 66,000 people wherever you need to go to get the people. And yep. I, we've, I mean, because you've had portions of Delaware County before. You've had Wayne had, County. Yeah, I've had Delaware, Rush, Randolph, Wayne. Uh, you know, I represent Henry County, but not Newcastle. I represent Randolph County, but not Winchester. I represented Wayne County, but not Richmond. How do you represent a county and not represent a county seat? It's just, yeah, and you've got half of Rushville now. I got half. Well, I have the whole city of Rushville. Okay. I only have half of Rush County. So Gotcha. All right. So uh, we're probably at the point now where we need to start transitioning into final thoughts. Uh, we'll check with producer Chris over here. If you've got anything that we've, we've forgotten or need to clean up or. Um, yeah. So I've got, uh, just a few things. Uh, first off, make sure, um, you still have time. Eight minutes left. You can get in on this bet real quick. It's going to be easy <laughs> money. Uh, oh my goodness. I'm just saying, look, man, <laughs> currently the point spread is as it loads. 116.5. So if IU loses by 117, uh, okay. If we they lose by 117, I lose. I lose, yeah. yeah. I think you're guaranteed to win tonight. I, I hope so. I, 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 I put my bet in uh, when it was about 80, and I started researching what the biggest loss in the history of the Big yeah. Ten was because I figured tonight would be the night. That's yeah. the way it would go down. So there's that. And then um, as some of you know, Boss Hog of Liberty is doing a monthly kind of charity thing. where Every other month. Every other month, yeah. Okay, let's so, let's say more like a time to time because I don't want to get too committed yeah, yeah. to anything here. From talking, okay. let's, let's not get too time to time too we'll legalistic. Yeah. All right. So time. Sometimes to time, we get busy. We uh we we will be doing a um kind of a charity reach out kind of community give back kind of thing. Um, and I was approached by my neighbor. Um, she will be doing the polar plunge for Special Olympics. Ooh. Um, I would absolutely love for uh. It's done to, traditionally in June, right? No, it's due in <laughs> it, uh, well, February twenty second. Yeah, so it's going to be cold. Um, I'll be, I'll be uh, out of country. If we, if, if you guys want to make some donations, just send them to the podcast uh, or reach out to me in my DMs, and we'll arrange something. We'll try to get as much money together as we can. Um, you gonna give your winnings? All of Guffy's winnings game? are getting sent in. Whoa! No, <laughs> wow! I'll, I'll tell you what. So very generous. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I will. <laughs> I will match the first one hundred dollars. All right, you don't have to report that on your taxes if you don't. That's a charitable charity. contribution at that I, point. I will. Now donate. your taxes went down. I yeah. will uh, match the first one hundred dollars that gets donated to this event, and then uh, I think the other thing that I have is um, Jeremiah's in-laws, the Potters, uh, have officially adopted me and love me more than they do Jeremiah. Yeah, it does seem to be uh, some seem to be the case. You have so. like three meals a uh, a week over there now. It's so. true, it's true, and I always stay until about eleven o'clock because we're watching <laughs> sports, and it's great. I'm glad I'm glad it's going well for you. That's all I've got. All right, Tom, is there anything we've uh, we we need to clean up, or we've forgotten, or you want to plug? No, I just thank you all for the invitation, and absolutely, uh, as always, it's been an honor to be here, and it's it's an honor that the voters of this district have. Uh, given me the right to represent them in Indianapolis. I appreciate that. I can take that very seriously. Oh, it's a, we're, we're glad to have you uh, with us every every year now. It's we, become an annual tradition. Three in a row now, Mr. Davis. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have anything this, um, this time. Next week we have Chris Lamb from the Newcastle Career Center. Um, he's going to be joining us in studio. He's going to be in the hot seat next week. Uh, talking about what the Career Center does in the state of Indiana. And we have a $100 check to give him That's from awesome. the Red for Rob fundraiser. Um, those are all really cool. Um, I think that, oh yeah, that's the other thing. Um, I've, I'm working on a on a design right now. I'm an amateur at Photoshop, but I'm trying to figure something out. Um, to get stickers made that look like the Boss Hog Liberty logo, but it's frozen as a fundraiser for the um, Polar Plunge. Um, be on the lookout on our Facebook page. If I get it somewhere where I'm happy with it, then I'll put it out there. 
Um, if it just looks horrible still, <laughs> then I'm not going to put it out there, but just kind of keep your eyes peeled. Cause I think it would be a, a neat, uh, a neat thing to have that goes along with the polar plunge fundraiser. Well, very cool. So a couple of quick things for you, Tom, I saw on your social media, you got, uh, you got to hold the oak and bucket. I did. Yeah. That's that kinda, was, that was something It's heavy because it's got all those, uh, all the chains, right? Or the links. Yeah. yeah. They had a, it has its own guard or there's a guy that stays with it and, he wasn't happy we were passing. <laughs> Is he armed? An armed guard? With no, him? he's not. Oh. IU was out there for the 200th anniversary of the Just take him down with a tackle. They brought it down. And yeah. But he, <laughs> he was right there with it. it oh, was, oh. Very cool. That's really neat. <laughs> and then I, uh, at the state of the uh, state, I saw that uh, one of my political or my sports heroes, Roger Penske, was in as well. Obviously, he bought the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So did you get, uh, did you get a little FaceTime with the captain? I, too? I didn't. He's been there twice. Um you know, we hold the mortgage on the 500. That was. Uh, there, there's some tax money involved in it nowadays. Yeah. About five years ago, the George family came to the state and wanted to put lights up. They wanted to put a tip in, right? Yeah. So I think $40 million, I think, is what it was. But that also allowed us to, in order to get the votes, they had to create a, a rural uh, motorsports fund, which helped fund other racetracks across the state. Our local racetrack here has been a beneficiary of that fund a couple of times. Forty million dollars is it's a lot of teacher pay. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred fifty million next year. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. As long as as long as they let people bring their coolers in, I think folks are going to be happy with the speedway. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the important part. Always thank you, uh, thank you very much, Tom, for joining us. This is a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, next week with uh, with Chris Lamb and. Uh, this uh, this weekend, Dakota and I are going to be trying to uh, come up with the evergreen episodes for the uh, that's right for the baby. So uh, mm-hmm. I, we're going to talk about stuff that uh, that will not change. Probably just going to read old history books. Maybe we'll bring Tom back in and talk about Abe Lincoln or something. Just <laughs> my rowing some, elephant group. That's it. But yeah. you had you guys had a great year on that too. I noticed yeah, that. We did. followed that from afar. I'm, the, I'm hoping to do California in July this year. You're going to go out to Simi Valley, Reagan Ranch. I hope to that that'll be cool. Awesome. Oh, I have another thing. Really quick. I was closing out. I'm we making, were done. We were done. Cade Coger has commissioned me to make a, a mount plaque for a, a shoulder mount for a deer at, in the outline of the state of Indiana. And I'm making a video of it this time. I'm making a video of the whole process. So my page is Beezer Creek Restoration Repair. That's the creek that my house is on in Spiceland. Um, so be watching that page. I know most of the people who like Boss Hog Liberty like that page as well. And it's going to be a really, really neat video. It's going to be, I'm proud of it so far. Better than the HGTV video? I'm really <laughs> close. <laughs> as long as there's drones involved. We'll see you all next week.